being able to say yes to the question, can you protect yourself and your family in a time of crisis? Can you perform physically to pull your family out of a burning building or car? Can you throw someone over your shoulder and carry them out of danger? I mean, can you physically protect yourself and then protect or take care of someone else in a time of crisis? Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Fires Podcast. This is Jeff Rice, and today we're going to be talking about uh, a recent Army Combat Fitness test that we hosted. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank you once again for tuning in and and listening and consuming our podcasts. I hope this information is valuable in helping you on your four-dimensional journey. And I also wanted to remind you that the Four Fires podcast is provided and made available to you because of the Four Fires nonprofit. The mission of the Four Fires nonprofit is to build an army of four-dimensional men and women by creating awareness of the four fires, and then creating opportunities of influence for those men and women to practice ownership and discipline in their lives in each of their four fires. And in order for us to achieve that mission, we need your help. If you get value from any of the Four Fires resources, I ask you to consider becoming a partner of the Four Fires nonprofit and helping us by giving us a monthly donation so that we can continue to create all of this content and get it to more people. One of the things that the Four Fires nonprofit is doing in the very near future is hosting an event for male high school juniors and seniors in Coweta County, Georgia, to share the Four Fires framework with them and then give them the opportunity to take a next step in starting their four-dimensional journey. If you would be interested in sponsoring that event, please click the link in the description or send an email to info at 4-fires.com and I would love to connect with you and discuss a way that you could become a sponsor and a partner of that event. So once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're getting value from this content. Now, let's talk about the recent Army Combat Fitness Test event that we hosted last Friday afternoon in LaGrange, Georgia. The reason that we wanted to host this event called the Army Combat Fitness Test was, of course, to have an event around the physical fire. And so the Army Combat Fitness Test is the standard test that the United States Army uses as a baseline of determining whether an individual is combat ready, capable of joining the Army based on their physical abilities. The Army Combat Fitness Test is broken up into six exercises. And before we get into talking about what those six exercises are, I wanted to point out that the Army Combat Fitness Test standards are broken up into gender, so male and female, and then also broken up into age class. And then each exercise, based on your gender and then your age class, there is a scale for how many points you will receive based on how much weight you lift or how fast you do the exercise, depending on what the exercise requirements are. And so the first exercise of the Army Combat Fitness Test is the three-rep maximum deadlift. This exercise is performed inside a 60-pound hex bar. For the three-rep maximum deadlift, there's not a time limit. You do get a warm-up, and then you have two attempts to lift whatever the weight is that you put on the bar. If you fail both of those attempts to get three controlled reps at that weight, you have an opportunity to lower the weight on the bar for one more attempt at three reps. 
or if you fail the third time, you'll receive zero points for that exercise. And like I said, based on your gender and your age, there's a different standard for how much you must be able to lift for three controlled reps in order to receive maximum points. So a perfect score for each exercise is 100 points. So for example, I'm 24 years old, so and I'm a male. I fall in the age bracket of age 22 to 26, and I'm a male. So in order for me to receive 100 points for the three rep maximum deadlift, I needed to be able to lift 340 pounds three times. In order for me to pass the three rep maximum deadlift, I needed to be able to lift 140 pounds three times. And I'll leave links in the description that will take you to a website that will uh, allow you to be able to read about all of these exercises, ways to train for these exercises. And then there will also be a chart that I have in front of me now that you can view on this website. So click the link in the description to view all of the resources that the Army Combat Fitness Test offers. The second exercise is called the standing power throw. And now rather than weight lifted, this is based on how far you can throw a 10-pound medicine ball backwards over your head. And so just like all the other exercises, it's broken up into male and female and age class. And so, for example, same age bracket, I'm 24 years old, between 22 and 26 years old. To receive 100 points on this exercise, I need to be able to throw a medicine ball, a 10-pound medicine ball, 13.0 meters, which is equivalent to 14.22 yards. In order for me to pass the standing power throw, I needed to be able to throw the 10-pound medicine ball at least 6.3 meters. And here in just a minute, I'll go over our event summary and what I scored on all of these things, so stay tuned for that. For the standing power throw, every individual gets two throws. Now, if you fail on both of those throws, meaning you cross over the line that you're supposed to not cross, or you fall over and do not keep your balance when you throw the ball, that is considered a fail. And if you fail those two first throws, you will receive one more try. And if you fail all three you will receive zero points on the standing power throw. The next exercise is a fun one. This is the hand release push-ups. So again, broken up into male and female age class. So for me at 24 years old to receive 100 points on the hand release push-ups, I would need to be able to do 61 hand release push-ups in under two minutes. In order for me to pass the hand release push-up exercise, I needed to be able to do at least 10 push-ups in under two minutes. So unlike the deadlift and the standing power throw, there is a time limit for the hand release push-ups. So the instructor says go, and you do as many hand release push-ups as you can. Now, a hand release push-up is different than a normal push-up. So this exercise, you'll start on the ground with your hands on the ground in the push-up position, but you'll be laying on your chest. Your hands are going to be under your shoulders. And when the timer starts, you go up. That's one. When you come back to the ground, you must lay on your chest and take your hands off of the ground and take them out to your side to where your body is in a capital T position and then come back, hands in the same position, and then do the next rep. So between every rep, that's the hand release push-up. Your hands must release off the ground and you're laying completely on your chest. And if you've never tried this, the hand release push-up is much more difficult than a regular push-up. And I'll just go ahead and say for this one, if you're not trained for this one, you are not likely to hit the maximum amount of push-ups. I did not hit 61 push-ups in two minutes. The next exercise is the drag sprint carry. The purpose of this exercise is to measure your strength and speed and stamina. So you'll set up two cones 
25 meters apart or 27.3 yards apart and on the start of the timer you'll sprint down and sprint back drag a 90 pound sled which has two 45 pound plates that equal 90 pounds and drag the sled down and back between the two cones drop the sled it has to cross all the way over the plane of the cones and then you'll shuffle down to the cone shuffle back pick up two 40-pound kettlebells and run down around the cone, run back, drop the kettlebells, and then you will sprint down around the cone and sprint all the way back. And when you cross the finish line, the timer stops. And this exercise is how fast can you do those five things. This exercise is absolutely designed to tear down your body and see what you can do. For me to be able to receive 100 points on this exercise, I needed to be able to do the drag sprint carry in under one minute and 30 seconds. In order for me to pass the sprint drag carry exercise, I needed to be able to complete all five exercises in under 2 minutes and 31 seconds. The fifth exercise is the plank. The plank must be done on your elbows with your hands not interlocked. Your hands either must be flat on the ground or in two fists. A lot of people ask the question, oh, can I be up on my hands in the push-up position? No, the plank must be done on the elbows. Your feet must be together and then when the timer starts, everyone goes, and then for each gender and age bracket, there is a certain amount of time that you must reach in order to get 100 points. So for me, I needed to be able to do a plank for 3 minutes and 35 seconds. In order for me to pass the plank exercise, I needed to be able to hold a plank for at least 1 minute and 25 seconds. The final exercise of the Army Combat Fitness Test is the 2-mile run. The best way to conduct this exercise is to be on a track and so we met at Granger Park in LaGrange, Georgia, and we did all the exercises in the grass on the football field in the center of the track, and then we were able to do the two-mile run right on the track. And the only rule for the two-mile run was that the two-mile run cannot start any more than 10 minutes after the plank. For me, in order to get 100 points on the two-mile run, I needed to be able to run two miles in under 13 minutes and 27 seconds. In order for me to pass the two-mile run exercise, I needed to be able to run two miles in under 22 minutes. And so the perfect score for the Army Combat Fitness Test is 600. The minimum standard for the United States Army to pass the Army Combat Fitness Test is for an individual to receive at least 60 points on each event to pass that event. And then that total would be at least 360 points to pass. According to the United States Army, if you can score 500 or better, then that is considered a good score. So I think that's my best explanation of what the Army Combat Fitness Test is. So last Friday, those are the six exercises that me and four other people performed to see where we ranked according to the United States Army. So as I mentioned, we had five people there total, and it was amazing. We had four men and one woman, and we had a great time. So overall, our event was super fun. We all got there. We got to chat a little bit and get to know each other a little bit better, and then we all slowly went into warming up and do some, doing some stretching and we all did a little bit of weight on the deadlift since that was the first exercise to get warmed up and then we all threw on the maximum weight for the deadlift and we all maxed out the deadlift which was super cool. Actually we did five pounds heavier than we were supposed to because I messed up and didn't bring any 2.5 pound weights and so we did five pounds more than we were supposed to on the deadlift. Then moving on to the standing power throw, we had two of the guys max it out and two of the guys get really, really close. Um, everyone had at least 95 points on the standing power throw. 
The hand release push-ups was the first exercise to keep everyone from getting 100 points, but everyone still did really, really good, receiving 89 points or higher on the hand release push-ups. Then we moved on to the sprint drag carry, and the sprint drag carry, again, was uh, very challenging, but we all did a really good job. And then as we moved on into the plank, the plank was really fun because we were all kind of facing each other in a circle, and nobody wanted to quit first, and so we all maxed out the plank, and, and it was very difficult. We were all struggling, but the camaraderie and the, I guess, the accountability that we had st- sitting there in a circle doing it, we were all just like, oh, man, don't quit, don't quit. Uh, the plank was super fun, and we all maxed that out. And then we moved on to the two-mile run, and the two-mile run was really tough, especially after doing all of the other five exercises. Prior to this Army Combat Fitness Test, I had sort of practiced some of these exercises just to see where what I could do just to have an idea of where I was, but I had never done them back to back to back to back. And so putting all of these six exercises together was much harder than I anticipated. And so by the time we got to the two mile run, I was exhausted. Those were the slowest two miles that I had ever run in my entire life. And I, I ended up only receiving 66 and a half points on the, on the two mile run. So I just barely passed the two mile run, which really hurt my score but I know exactly what I need to train for for the next time is more endurance and more stamina. According to the United States Army, we all did a very good job. We all scored over 500. Our lowest score out of the participants that we had was 536 points out of 600, and I thought that that was phenomenal. And of course, we all, the people that were there, we hold ourselves to a high standard, and so we were all like, oh man, I can do better. I'm going to train for the next one. And so we were all getting a good laugh and and having fun talking about how we're going to train and what we want to do, what our goal is for the next time. And so with that being said, the next time that we're doing the Army Combat Fitness Test is going to be on March 15th of 2024. We're going to do it the same time, same place that we did this past one last Friday, and that's March 15th, 2024 at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the track at Granger Park in LaGrange, Georgia. So go ahead and throw that on your calendar Join the Four Fires Tribe and go to the Events tab and RSVP, add it to your calendar so that you don't miss it and you don't forget it. For me, doing the Army Combat Fitness Test was super helpful because it gave me a metric to look at my physical fire as a whole to be able to ask myself, how healthy am I? Where do I stand right now? It's a great tool for your physical fire. And then another reason why we chose the Army Combat Fitness Test as a tool to use as measuring our health of our physical fire is it's difficult. And making yourself, we've said this many times on this podcast, making yourself do difficult things is a great quality to have, knowing that you can make yourself do difficult things. And then particularly for men, being able to say yes to the question, Can you protect yourself and your family in a time of crisis? Can you perform physically to pull your family out of a burning building or car? Can you throw someone over your shoulder and carry them out of danger? I mean, can you physically protect yourself and then protect or take care of someone else in a time of crisis? Because as men, we're supposed to be the leader, the provider, the the one who makes the family feel safe. And so making sure that we have a strong physical fire is a big part of that. And the Army Combat Fitness Test does a great job of determining whether you can say yes or no to that question. 
And then, as we always say, you cannot manage what you don't measure. And so if you're just going to spend the rest of your life saying, yeah, my physical fire is all right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I think I can do that. I'm good. There's no way for you to actually know until you go and actually measure it. And the Army Combat Fitness Test, like I said, is a great way to measure it. It's a great metric. And so I wanted to share one quick story, one thing that I got out of this Army Combat Fitness Test. And it actually happened during two of the exercises is where this story comes from. And it was during the plank and then during the two-mile run. So those were the last two exercises, and maybe that's why uh, I got this in those two exercises, because I was the most tired during those two exercises. But during the plank and during the two-mile run, I I, I wanted to quit. Uh, For the plank, I had to go for three minutes and 35 seconds to max it out, and at, at 60 seconds, I was ready to quit. I mean, my quads were burning, my core was on fire, I was so tired, and I just wanted to just lay down, just go go to my belly and just lay there. And I had the accountability of the people around me, and they were, they were looking strong. They were still going. I was like, well, golly, I can't quit. And so I just kept pushing, and I was like, you got it. I was talking, trying to talk positive thoughts to myself. You got it. You got it. You know, you're the strongest one out here. And so even though I wanted to quit, I didn't because of the positive talk that I was telling myself and the positive people that I had around me. Same thing with the two-mile run. I finished the first lap of the eight-lap run around the track, and I was, like, ready to start walking and catch my breath. Like, I was just so exhausted from doing all of these exercises, and I was already running so slow, I knew my time wasn't going to be great, and I just wanted to stop and start walking. But I just kept telling myself, the score is going to be even worse if you start walking. I didn't stop And I just kept going. It was a slow run the whole time, just slow and steady. But I never stopped, and I made myself keep going, even though it it hurt and it was painful and it was uncomfortable and difficult. So the thing that I got out of it was, regardless of how much I wanted to quit, and and there wasn't even anyone out there making me do this. We were all choosing to do this. And so just being able to 100% make myself do something difficult was extremely valuable for me because I know now moving forward I can make myself do difficult things and the same discipline of making myself do something physically hard that's that discipline can also be applied when I'm sitting at my desk and I'm mentally defeated and tired and it's difficult mentally for me trying to figure out a problem at work or at my computer and it's the same discipline muscle of just like keep going don't quit don't give up just keep going. And so it's a, it's not a physical difficulty, but it is the same discipline muscles that I'm using in both of those situations. And so exercising your discipline in your physical fire can help you in your professional fire. It can help you in your people fire when, when you don't feel like doing the nice thing for your spouse or being there with your kids because you're tired. Or It's the same discipline muscle of doing the things that you don't want to do. Mike Tyson has a great quote. He says, Discipline is doing what you hate, but doing it like you love it. And so that's what I got out of this Army Combat Fitness Test, on on top of being relatively pleased with the score that I had. And I was three points away from hitting the goal. I wanted to score at least 550, and I scored 547. And so that was like, oh, man. And and I know the the biggest area for improvement is going to be the two-mile run. I left 34 points on the table on the two-mile run. So 100% can get over the my goal of 550. Uh, maybe my goal for the next one as I'm training for the one in March is to get over 575. I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. The more that you choose to make yourself do difficult things, 
the more the difficult things seem easy. So I hope you've been living intentionally in your physical fire and practicing your disciplined muscles in all four of your fires. And if you haven't, I hope that this podcast will encourage you to start hitting the gym, start going on some walks, maybe start focusing on the food that you're consuming because we know that you can't out-exercise poor diet. And so maybe attacking your diet and your exercise is the step that you need to take. And maybe you need some accountability. Maybe you need some community. So be sure to check out the link in the description and join the Four Fires Tribe. There's a lot of discussion going on in the Four Fires Tribe about tips and tricks and hacks that people have learned that have helped them on their physical fire journey. And I encourage you to go take advantage of that resource. It's free. So join the tribe, post your questions, post your experiences in the physical fire discussion board or any of the other four fires discussion boards, because our goal for the four fires tribe, this online community is to give the opportunity for people to influence and be influenced by each other. Real life change happens in community. And so once you're in the tribe, One of the things that we really encourage every single man to do is to join a fire circle or create your own fire circle. And a fire circle is a group of four to eight men that get together every month for a year to encourage and challenge and hold each other accountable to doing the things that they say they're going to do. My personal fire circle meets in my backyard around a fire every month, and it's been very valuable. And I've really enjoyed being able to connect with other men and be authentically known, and it really is a place for the masculine soul to find rest when you get around a group of men, and there's something symbolic about a fire. We highly recommend meeting around a fire, but if you can't meet around a fire, that's perfectly fine too. But getting around a fire, drinking a cold beverage, and just being known, being real with other men is so powerful, and I really encourage you to join the Four Fires tribe and get in a fire circle or create your own. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to check out this podcast. I hope it was valuable for you, and I hope you'll join the tribe and go RSVP for the next Army Combat Fitness Test in March and add it to your calendar so you don't miss it. Go live intentionally, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Four Fires Podcast. 